Hello, Bridge. Thank you guys for being here in this service, and I'm really excited about what God is going to be sharing with us tonight through his word. We've got a very special testimony for you coming up, so uh, you're going to really enjoy this uh, kind of different way uh, to bring the word to you. Um, I want to tell you the reason I'm not with you is because I am speaking at the church that I was attending at the age of 17 years old when I felt God impress on my heart that he wanted me to be a pastor, a preacher, a teacher of the scripture. And when I got that invitation from my home church, I just couldn't turn that down. So thank you so much for allowing me to be away so I can be there and uh, celebrate with uh, them. They're having some really great things happen at Free Chapel Church. And hey, you know what? It's also where I met Millie. So that's a pretty big blessing. Met Millie there. Behind every good man is a what? Everybody say it. A better woman. Exactly. Um, in the middle of my message today, again, I want to mention that uh, there's going to be a testimony. Uh, Tim and Michelle Denning are going to be sharing with you uh, their story about what happened since they have decided uh, to live their life with an open hand rather than a clenched fist. In other words, they're going to be sharing with you about how their life has changed since they learned to be generous, since they learned to obey God's word and trust God with their material blessings and their financial blessings. So uh, they'll be coming around in just a little while. Just before Tim and Michelle come, I want to share a couple of things with you from the Word of God. And right before we go into the Word of God, I want to just welcome all of our visitors who are with us in this service, all of our guests who are with us, and we want you to just make yourself at home. I'm going to be talking about money today. We've been in a series titled, What If? And I'm going to be talking about money. And so if you're visiting with us today, this is kind of an inside sermon for our church family, but we're going to be speaking from God's word. And so God's word speaks to all of us. And also uh, uh, Tim and Michelle's uh, testimony, I think is going to be a great challenge to all of you, all of our guests, our visitors, and our bridge family. So let's go to the word of God, a very familiar scripture uh, in the book of Philippians chapter four and verse 19, a scripture that we've quoted many times, a scripture that you've heard me quote many, many times. I've uh, used it in many sermons and many teachings, but I also have read it for my own personal devotion. They're just those favorite scriptures in the Bible when you're going through a struggle, when you're going through a tough time, when it looks like God isn't gonna come through, you have to go back to the word of God and let the scriptures remind you that he will come through for you. Here's what I want you to understand about this verse. Every good thing that comes into your life comes from God. Every good thing. And we're talking particularly in this series about finances. We're talking particularly about material blessings. Material blessings come from the hand of God. God blesses us spiritually. Of course, that's most important. That uh, deals with eternity. And certainly we are so thankful for his provision for us uh, spiritually that because of the cross of Jesus Christ, because Jesus died on the cross, because Jesus was buried in a tomb, because he rose from the dead, the Bible is so clear in John 3, 16, if you believe on him, you will inherit eternal life. There's nothing more precious to us than the blessings of God spiritually. 
but also God meets our needs. He meets our, our physical needs. He meets our financial needs. And it says in Philippians chapter four and verse 19, the words of Paul writing to the church at Philippi, listen to this. He's writing to them to encourage them and he's writing to them from a jail cell. So Paul's in jail. He's writing to the Philippians who aren't in jail to encourage them. Boy, it says a lot about Paul's walk with God and Paul's intimacy with God. But Philippians 4 and 19, this is the English Standard Version, says, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. So, you know, that verse just ought to make us rejoice. It also, it also ought to challenge those of you out there who haven't committed your life to Jesus yet. You know, God wants to do great things in your life. God wants uh, you to see your dreams come true and see you meet your goals. God wants to uh, be there to help you. And really, we can't do it without him. Without God, we're not going to ever be what we dream of being and what God wants us to be. And so if you're out there and you're listening and, and, and you haven't accepted Christ, I would just encourage you before you leave this service today, to come and, and pray with someone. We're gonna have people at the altar uh, after service is over. We're gonna have our prayer ministers here and, and they'll be happy to pray with you. So please come uh, if you've not received Christ and receive him today. Also, any other needs that you may have, if you're struggling in some area and you just need prayer, come on up at the end of the service and let us pray with you. But Paul says here so clearly that uh, the Lord God, my God, will supply every need, every need of yours, and it is according to his riches. I always like to say when I read this verse, thank goodness he isn't blessing you according to my riches, or he isn't blessing you according to the riches of our government, or he isn't blessing you according to some limited source. He is blessing you according to his unlimited riches, his unlimited blessings. So, Nail that down. Every good thing in your life, every good thing in my life, where does it come from? The hands of God into our life. So then you got to ask yourself the question, what do we do with that? When God blesses us, when he blesses us materially, when he blesses us financially, when he blesses us physically and what's number one, when he blesses us spiritually and provides us with a home in heaven, what are we to do with all these blessings? What does God want us to do with them? Just enjoy them for ourselves? Well, let's look at what the scripture says. Paul writing again in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 6 through 9, Paul says, remember this. I love those first two words of verse 6. Remember this. So you know what? If Paul says, remember this, guess what we should do? Remember this. And here it comes. Remember this. The person who plants a little will have a small harvest, but the person who plants a lot will have a big harvest. Now, I didn't say that. That's not my promise to you. That is the promise of God through the writer Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Look at verse seven. Each of you should give as you have decided in your heart to give. And as we've talked about the challenge of the offering fit for a king, that's exactly what we've said to you. 
You should give as you have decided in your heart to give through prayer, through praying with your family. Give what God puts in your heart, what God says for you to give. He says, you should not be sad when you give and you should not give because you feel forced to give. So let me just address those two things. You should give with a joyful heart. That's what the King James Version says. Give with a heart of joy. And I always like to make this little joke. We will take your money and spend it even if you give it sad. But in order for you to be blessed, you need to give with a joyful heart. It's a time of celebration. You know what? Not just in the offering fit for a king coming up uh, next week, but, but in uh, your regular giving every week at the church or however how often you give every month or, or whatever. Give with a joyful heart. Celebrate and say, thank you, Lord, that I'm able to give this. And it's my joy, my honor to give this. I'm happy. I'm joyful to give this. I'm thankful to give this. And he says, you should not give because you feel forced to give. And I don't want anybody to feel forced. Yes, sir. We're going to put that challenge out there. We're going to tell you uh, what the challenge is. We're going to make it clear. We're going to make it strong. But there is no forceful pressure on you to give. As a matter of fact, I've told you uh, that um, we're not even going to look. I'm not even going to know what you gave. Only a few people who count the money and record the money are going to know what you gave. So there's no pressure. And I don't want you to feel forced to give. What I want you to do is I want you to pray. I want you men out there to become spiritual leaders in your house. And ladies, if your husband's not a Christian, step up in that role and lead your children and pray with them and say, you know, the offering fit for a king is coming up. And, and what are we going to do? What do we believe God wants us to do? And make that decision together as a family. And here's a, the last sentence in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 7. The last sentence says, God loves the person who gives happily or who gives joyfully or who gives with a joyful heart. So there's this big emphasis on not only giving, but giving with the right attitude, giving with the right heart. And then verse 8, and that's the last verse I'll read from 2 Corinthians 6, verse 8. And God can give you more blessings than you need. Boy, we all know that's true. We all know that's true. Every one of us have more than we need. Then you will always have plenty of everything, enough to give to every good work. What powerful, powerful scripture here on generosity, on the power of giving, on the results of giving, and you know, I hear people say, uh, you know, churches ought not to preach that if you give, God will bless you. Uh, churches ought to just preach for you to give. Well, I've got to preach what's in the Bible. And my Bible says over and over and over that when you obey God in your giving, when you obey God in your finances, when you obey God in your material blessings, you can get ready. There's going to be a blessing. Now, it may not always be a financial blessing but there's gonna be a blessing. And you all know as well as I do, there are some blessings that God can pour into your life that are way more important than financial blessings. So what I hope you'll do is I hope you'll take this Philippians 4 and 19 scripture that talks about how God meets our needs according to his riches in glory. Then go over to 2 Corinthians 6, 6 through 9, and just read what he expects us to do with all of the wonderful blessings he pours into our lives. 
Now we're gonna have a video testimony by Tim and Michelle Denning. They're gonna to talk to you about how God blesses when we obey. Here's Tim and Michelle. I'm Michelle Denning. And I'm Tim Denning. We've been coming to the bridge, the bridge uh, almost two years now. And uh, we were going to talk today about tithing and kind of our testimony and our history here at the bridge. We had no idea the changes that were going to await us by coming to this church and um, how God would really put us out of our comfort zone by coming here. So um, we started coming to the bridge because there was a step family seminar and uh, that got us interested in the church because a lot of churches don't really cater to step families and blended families and um, <clears throat> really loved coming here and um, kept coming and I guess kind of the big turning point for us or I don't know before we get to that I guess I we had always I think trusted God in a lot of things except for when it came to money and um, had always felt that we were very self-sufficient and um, things were always kind of going pretty well money-wise and um, Although it never seemed like we had enough, even when we were making a lot more than we're making now. And um, in August of last year, I lost my job. And um, it was a pretty traumatic experience, income-wise, and uh, just professionally was a, a hard thing for me, um, because I had always found my identity in my job. And then in December, Tim lost his job. Yeah, I, I had never been unemployed pretty late the time and uh, we were both unemployed for I was 10 months so and you were I about was eight. about eight months so there was a, an overlap there where we had very little income um, we had a lot of help from a lot of different people including the church <laughs> and as we started to slowly get back on our feet we uh, we made a commitment to each other that we were going to take as meager as it was, at least a part of what we had and give back to the church. And as that started, uh, we started to see things happen. Uh, there's been a lot of nights that we would sit and we'd talk about bills and uh, when we would go in, mentally I would prepare to, to see how far we were going to miss the mark uh, and what we were going to pay and what we were going to put off. And there's been several times that when we ran all the numbers it all came up and we'd have a little extra left over uh, like gift cards that we'd forgotten we had or um just you know a deposit that would come in the mail for a utility company or um, help that we would get from friends or family and um and it hasn't been every month and some months the supernatural math hasn't been as much as we would like but we've always had what we needed um we throughout the time that we had no income. I mean, we went from two incomes to me working part-time retail job, trying to support a family of five on that. And um, we burned through all of our savings. We burned through all of our retirement. And we didn't know, you know, how we were gonna pay the house payment and the car payments and all of that. But we, um, God has really provided for us during this time. Um, and it's amazing to me how I can't speak for you, but I mean, how our hearts, my heart has been changed in this because money was always such a control thing for me that it was always, I trust you, God, but not quite with my money. Like, that's still mine. Um, and it was very hard for me to give that money because I felt like it was my money. And then as all of this happened and we started trusting God and God showed himself faithful to us during this time, 
I knew my heart changed and it didn't feel like my money anymore. It was like, this is all God's money and God's generous enough to let us have 90% of it. Um, and he has blessed us. He's, you know, like I said, we've never, we haven't had everything we've wanted, but we've had everything we've needed. And, um, we continue to tithe and it's just the first thing we do every month before we pay any bills. That's the, f the first thing we do is, is, um, give that 10%. And I, I just, I, I can't imagine not doing it now, even though we have so much less than what we had before, we still manage to get the bills paid. Um, and through that time, um, even though it was a tough year and I don't know that I ever want to go through that again. Um, it's brought us closer to God. Most definitely it's brought us closer to each other. Um, you know, I'm not saying that tithing is the magic thing, but it's a, an outward, I think it's an outward commitment to trusting God in all things. And, um, when you let him have control as opposed to you feeling like you need to control everything, it's amazing, um, how much less stress I have, um, a lot less anxiety over money. And not just money, but just everything in general. Um, it's and it's ironic because we've been in church as all of our life, and you know, my entire life I've been I've been taught to let God handle it, let God take control. So it's really easy for me. And, and through my situation with my my oldest daughter, which is this is another video within itself, um, that story of her her blessings. Um, I learned to, to hand things over. And one of the things that I do is, once I hand things over, I don't really think about it anymore. And when we were going through this whole ordeal, I was it actually hit me one day. I was thinking, you know, I've literally sat down and said, okay, God, I'm giving my child to you. Um, and I've heard other parents make that same statement. And we would go so far to give our child to God, but like she said, we want to hold our money back. We can If we can give our life to, to God and we can give our most treasured possessions to God uh, then, then giving, giving our money is an easy thing in my, in my opinion and the blessings have started flowing I mean we're both full time employed now um, and jobs that we're a whole lot happier with than yeah. we had beforehand I, the job I had before you know when um, you have to take anxiety medication to go to, to work that's not really a good place to be. And uh, we're both in jobs now that we that allow us to, to be of more service. Mm -hmm. So it's not only about the money, it, it's about the time and it's about the service and it's about the attitude. Um, tithing is, is more than money. And I think, you know, when God sees that you're obedient to him in that aspect, that we have been blessed and not just financially um, and in all other aspects of our life. and. You know, God is still calling us to trust Him in, in all things, and there's still a lot of kind of big decisions for us. And um, you know, there's a possibility I'm, that God is calling me to, to go to nursing school starting in January, and so it's a total career change for me, and not something I had ever anticipated myself doing. Um, but somehow, if, if that's what God wants for us, then God's going to provide the money and the opportunity and, and the job. Um, but I think. 10 months ago, or I guess it's been more than that now, 14 months ago, if you'd asked us, would we be working different jobs? Would we be putting all of our trust in God and just kind of turning it over to Him? I don't know that I saw this for my life. And I'd always considered myself a Christian. We'd always gone to church. Um, but I don't think I ever really trusted God until this, this point. 
like I said, while it's not an experience I'd ever want to go through again anytime soon, um, I wouldn't trade the experience for what it's brought us. It is, it's been an interesting journey, right? Because we went from being comfortable and in our comfort being content and being lulled to sleep, basically, we didn't see to um, God giving us a wake-up call. Both of us, uh, we, we, we struggled. And both of us, we, um, we're very proud. We, we, are very, we worked really hard. We did what we had to do to make ends meet. Um, very few people knew the situation that we were in. Um, but I can say that, that I've learned through the tithing. I mean, we got help from the church at our lowest point. And uh, so if for no other reason than that, that within itself gave me enough reason to, to know that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a part of, of blessing someone else the way we had been blessed. You know, we had talked about being blessed, and I think one of the things that I really wanted to do is, is I wanted to tell everyone involved in the church, from the staff down to the person who gives a dollar or 50 cents a week, thank you, because uh, it made a huge difference in our family. We're Tim and Michelle, um, and that's our story for tithing and our, uh, our story for our history here at the bridge. Wow, what an awesome testimony by Tim and Michelle. I hope that challenged you. I hope it blessed you. I hope it made you realize that if you've been having a hard time taking that next step of faith in your giving, I hope it challenged you to know, like with Tim and Michelle, it was difficult for them. They didn't think they could do it, but they did it by faith. And then all of the things that happened in their life, all of the awesome blessings that came, that same blessing is waiting for you. Just take that step of faith. Here's the challenge. We've been talking about it every week. I wanna just lay it out before you. On October 8th, Thursday night, on a Thursday night right here at the Bridge Goldsboro, and October 11th on Sunday morning, 11 o'clock, right here at Goldsboro, guys, we're asking the Goldsboro campus to come through in this offering. As a matter of fact, I want to tell you something. We've made a decision that whatever is received in the offering fit for a king at the Goldsboro campus is gonna be used exclusively for the Goldsboro campus. So if you give in this offering next weekend on Thursday night at Goldsboro, or you give on Sunday morning at Goldsboro, every penny we receive, it's not gonna go in just one general fund, it's gonna go into a special uh, place just to be used for this campus. Now let me tell you why we did that. We did that because we have a tremendous need for additional children's space ministry. And I gotta tell you, man, that's a awesome problem to have. It is incredible to look around and say, we don't have enough room for all our kids. What a great problem to have. I'll take that problem any day. But it means we've gotta spend some money. We've gotta find in this, in this uh, shopping complex here, and there's a couple of opportunities for us, we've gotta find a space and we've gotta get in there and spend uh, gosh, I don't know how much, uh, tens of thousands of dollars we got to spend to get that space ready 
for our kids. But right now we are just maxed out. The kids are, are just uh, packed into the rooms while we're having church in here. So I'm telling you, every penny you give next weekend in the offering fit for a king is gonna go for expanding our kids' ministry. And I appreciate you so much. Here's what we wanna challenge you to do though. We wanna challenge you to give 10% of your income. If you're not doing that, then just for this one weekend coming up, give 10% of your income. Take that uh, faith step. Do without some things and, and sacrifice. Think about what Jesus sacrificed for us and let's make a big sacrifice for him and for our kids. And so on Thursday night, this coming Thursday night, this coming Sunday morning, uh, uh, October 11th, we're going to be receiving that offering. You're gonna step out in faith. And this campus, I believe Goldsboro campus is gonna give more than ever before in our history. I think we're gonna break a record next weekend of the biggest offering ever received at the Goldsboro campus. I'm counting on you. So those of you who don't give 10% of your income on a regular basis, do it that Sunday. And you might be sitting here right now going, Pastor, man, I get it, I get your challenge. I can't give 10%, there's just no way. So if you can't, if you can't, you know, get to that place where you can give 10%. Will you do this for me? Will you do the best you can? Will you sacrifice something? Will you do without something for the glory of God, for the honor of God, for the children? Will you do, some, do without something and give a sacrificial gift next week? Maybe it's not 10%, but it's your very best. It's the best you can do. That's what I ask you to do. Now, we have some people here at the Goldsboro campus who give 10% of their income, and I'd like to say to them, thank you. Thank you so much. Here's what we're asking you tither, you 10 percenters to give. Give an offering above your regular giving. Go ahead and be faithful in your regular giving but then give a bigger offering beyond that, a sacrificial offering. Millie and I are gonna be doing that. We give our 10% every month and uh, our staff does it, but they're all gonna give an extra offering uh, next weekend. And so we don't want you to think we're asking you to do something we're not gonna do. We're right in there with you. We love this church. This is our church, just like it's your church. So your church board, your missions board, your ministry directors, your, your staff, uh, we're all doing it, and so we're challenging you uh, to do that as well. Now, last week and this week when you came in, there was a gold envelope, and you found it tonight, and maybe you've got yours from last week. That's fine, but I want you to use that gold envelope. Inside is a letter from me, a challenge from me. I want you to read that, read that to your family, pull your family around you. Also, inside that, all, inside that golden envelope is a, is a giving life envelope, offering envelope. We want you to fill that out. We want you to put your special offering in there, put your, put your tithe, your offering in there. And then we want you to just put that in the golden envelope and seal that. And then next week, we're gonna receive an offering right up here at the front of the church. You're gonna walk up with your spouse. You're gonna walk up with your kids maybe, and you're gonna bring your offering. This is a time to really trust God. This is a time to, to have faith. This is a time to speak to your children about generosity and then to uh, be an example as you all walk up here together and demonstrate that generosity. 
What a great joy it is for me to have shared with you today. Thanks to Tim and Michelle for their awesome testimony. And now at this time, someone is going to come forward and lead us in prayer. God bless you.